Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. Where do you go to find all your favorite wine, beer, and spirits with selections customized to local tastes? For over 25 years, that go-to place has been Cox's Spirit Shop. Cox's, Louisville's go-to liquor store. Time for the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Postgame Show on ESPN 680 and 105.7. Coverage of Wildcats basketball is also presented by Ale 81, Kentucky's original ginger soft drink since 1926. Kelly, Kentucky, the employment solution expert, kellyjobs.com. UPS Jobs, apply today at upsjobsky.com. Cox's Spirit Shop and Evergreen Liquors, Louisville's neighborhood liquor store, Genesis. Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kentucky Wildcats. BJ Heating and Cooling, call the experts you can trust. BJHeatCool.com. Sonatrol Security, the number one rated security company in Louisville. SonatrolKY.com and Kroger, fresh for everyone. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. And welcome into the UK basketball postgame show presented by Kentucky Fish and Wildlife here on ESPN 680-1057. I am your host, Jason Entz, alongside Big Mike Gandolfo and our guys, Zach Curran-Trell, back in the studio producing the effort as Kentucky rolls Alabama, roll tide in a whole different manner, 117-95 in one of the if not the best performance of the season from the Wildcats, they go absolutely unconscious from the floor, 63% field goal shooting percentage. They go 13 of 24 from downtown. They blow the doors off of Alabama as they pull away in the first half and never look back. 502-267-9680 is the phone number. We know you want to get in and share your thoughts, and we have open phone lines. If you want to join in the conversation through the UPS Jobs text line, you can do so at 437-9680 as well. And Mike, we were talking, you know, on text throughout the game, and you you mentioned last weekend that you were much more concerned about the LSU game than this game. And this is the kind of game where Kentucky can get out and run in transition. But Alabama is one of those teams that that takes advantage of a lot of Kentucky's defensive weaknesses. And Alabama shot 56.7% from the floor. They got plenty of open looks. They scored 95 points, and they're never in the game because Kentucky has a shooting night that we may have never seen the likes of under John Calipari. Yes, I mean, and then let's just the 16 turnovers that Kentucky forced was huge on that one too. But uh, also, I think we are up and running as well on uh, the com on the stream. So I, you know, I'm 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 trying to see if we got the whole stream working out so that everybody can hear us. And uh, yeah, so you can enter, you know, watch us on YouTube, Facebook, all that kind of stuff too. So uh, I think we've got everything rolling. Uh, yeah, I just I don't think we're ever going to see a performance like this again. And I mean. Kentucky beats anyone in the country tonight playing the way they played. 
And that's two games out of the last three where they will, you know, the Auburn game, I think the way they play, they compete with almost everybody. They, you know, tonight they beat, no no question, beat everybody. And we got to give it up. I mean, can we just go ahead and get the player of the game out of the way right now? <laughs> I mean, no doubt about decision. it. It's a tough decision, Mike. <laughs> I'm Listen, I think I'm more excited about the fact that he got five rebounds. I'm going to be honest with you because that dude has not rebounded at all. But 28 points, 10 for 10 from the field, two assists, two steals, five rebounds. I'm going to say this, Jason. Everyone else is bagging on Justin Edwards, and I never quite would go there. I would just say he's got to figure it out mentally, and I've got to, he's got to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. Like I could see that it was just ticking on him, and it came out tonight. You know, I'm still way more uh, concerned about Bradshaw's play, which tonight was still not very good. But Justin Edwards figured it out, and I'm telling you, if we we kind of creeped into this, right? Justin Edwards started shooting more and more threes. He started to have uh, a bigger three-point presence. And then all of a sudden, the breakout game happened. And if we're going to get this Justin Edwards the rest of the year, the ceiling changes quite a bit. Yeah, and, and I was talking to one of our longtime listeners on Twitter about this. You know, this has been the last month or so you've seen some signs. There hasn't been necessarily that one big game where he's done everything, but there have been signs that he's starting to kind of figure things out. And John Calipari has always seemed to have issues with, you know, certain guys that come in and if they don't get it going early, he tends to, you know, he'll do the thing of, well, I can't play him. I, you know, I can't, I can't trust him. I can't rely on him. So I can't give him minutes. And he never fully did that with Justin Edwards. And you've seen over the last month, he's starting to get more and more confident every game. And I think games like this, where he's able to utilize his athleticism in the full court are games where he's going to thrive. I, I still need to see him have some big performances in games where it's more of a half-court affair and he's got to play within the offense and set plays and things like that. But like you said, you know, going to the glass, it was something we talked about the other night, how you, you have that kind of a body and that kind of a frame, and you don't just luck your way into some rebounds. He had a rebound in the first half that that can only be categorized as a grown-ass man rebound, fought it away from two Alabama players to the point I thought they were going to call it jump ball because it took so long, and it goes down the other end and leads to an alley-oop for Big Z. Those are the kind of plays that the entire team is able to build off of. Those are the kind of effort plays that Cal wants to see from these guys. And look, Kentucky credit – you pointed out the, the turnover um, numbers. Kentucky showed in that first half some of the best defensive energy that I have seen all season. They have been questionable at the defensive end. They've had issues this season of not fighting through screens, of being late to get out to shooters. You didn't see any of that in the first half. You saw guys fighting over screens. You saw guys jumping passing lanes. And that defense led to numerous runouts. Um, Kentucky ended up with 18 fast break points. They were able to jump out so far in the first half that despite the fact that Alabama just kept coming at them in the second half, they were never able to pick up traction. And a big part of that was when, you know, the big man and Sears both picked up two early fouls. And they played Sears a lot in the first half with two fouls, but he couldn't play the same way he would normally play. And I I think that really – and then Kentucky capitalized on that uh, to a certain degree. And then we see them come out. Kentucky's got the big lead at halftime. I'm telling you, if Reed Shepard hits that – like oh save at halftime the building would have imploded 
Yeah, and actually, I want to give a shout out to my friend Janelle, who had her daughter at UK. They're from Illinois. They were there at UK for a college visit this weekend. Um, if you were there for that game, and this is you're making your college decision, <laughs> whether or not you're a basketball player or not, it was her their first time going to Rep Arena. Uh, I'm sure that it was awesome. So Janelle and Ava, I hope you had a great time. Decision, decisions <laughs> made. Decisions made. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just you go and you say like if Reed hits that, it's over. But you know, there was a point in early in that second half. Alabama, I think, cut it to 14. And I'm like, uh-oh, are we going to see a repeat of what we saw the other night, uh, what we saw against Kansas? Are we gonna, is that going to come? And Reeves stepped up and stopped the bleeding, hit a big shot, and Kentucky then you know, just gradually increased that lead, and then you look up all of a sudden, it's freaking 30 points against Alabama. And credit to Cal, too, because he called a timeout early in that run. He didn't wait until it was a 10-12-0 run. He managed that game as well as any game that he's managed this season in terms of when he utilized timeouts. He didn't have to do it very often, but he managed it very well when he did. I think the other thing is that, you know, we we talked about the other night, it was a two-man show. Everybody was standing around watching two guys do everything. You didn't have any of that tonight. You had... Wagner had a bad offensive game in terms of shooting, but he gets four assists. You know, he he's out there playing solid defense. Ugana only had one rebound, but he only played 15 minutes, but he was still out there defending really well off the ball. He was doing a really good job when they took his man out to the perimeter. He wasn't leaving him like he did multiple times the last game. Rob, you know, you look up and you got he's got 16 points. It didn't seem like he was really that involved in the game, but he was out there being effective at both ends of the floor. Aaron Bradshaw is the only guy, and we can talk about him more later. I just I I don't I don't want to be a downer about that though. I mean, let's, yeah, you know, and that's why we'll talk a, about it later. Yeah, but you know, Adu, his energy. He only played 16 minutes. He ended up fouling out, but his energy just gives this team a whole other level, especially how aggressively he goes to the rim. And you had new. I lost track of how many alley oops you had, how many just dunks you had over people the team every time that happened the entire team was getting fired up and they were using that energy at the defensive end of the floor let's also just talk about those lineups in general they made the decision tonight that if you add up onyenza <clears throat> bradshaw and big z's numbers it adds up to 40 you didn't see them playing together a whole last night they went small and they uh, the reality of it is is that Tonight, it was Big Z's night. He's the one who led him in minutes with 20. He's the one who led him in points with 18. Onyenzo only played 15 minutes. Uh, Bradshaw only played five minutes. Uh, and so, and we still got to work on, you know, Rob and Onyenzo and their foul tendencies to do as well. Uh, but Big Z was the man tonight that they could rely on. Now, you're exactly right, Jason, because this was not a half-court game. And I'm going to just, you know, you said you got to wait to see them do it in the half-court I don't think that's a possibility at this point. We're almost in March. This Kentucky team is best when they force the tempo and they force the pace. And you've got to be willing to commit now to what winning basketball is going to look like for this team is you've got to take you got to be able to take if you get matched up with a Purdue and make them run more than they want to run. 
Do you think it's possible think that Alabama so was Kentucky. the best matchup for them because of the style that Alabama plays? I 100% agree with that, Zach. That's yes. a, this is a perfect matchup for them. And if you're going to play Kentucky in a full-court game, an up-tempo game, you're not going to beat them. And I know we'll get to Steve in just a minute. But as you mentioned, Alabama shot 57%. They out-rebounded Kentucky. They shot 21 of 27 at the free throw line. If I told you all that before the game, we'd be talking about, oh, well, Kentucky lost another home game. No. I mean, when you shoot 64%, you make the free throw they did they would have beat anybody in the country on this day and this is why we continue to talk about them still even with the struggles in championship conversations as far as the final four or whatever because that's the ceiling that this team has and good call by you on uh, Wednesday Gandolfo you said you were more concerned about LSU than Alabama turned out you were dead right and we wanted them to go two and one in this stretch and it's weird how the one loss came against the worst team but I mean that's seemingly and, the norm with Cal isn't it and it, I'm not gonna show. I'm not going to go be too upset about the rebounding number tonight when you shoot the way you shot. But the thing that I'm most excited about, Zach and and Jason, is that this is really the first time that we've seen us get back to that fun passing team that we had in November and December with 24 assists. They had 10 turnovers, but a lot of those were late. That turnover number is a little misleading. A lot of it with that was really – was just later stuff. They they really took care of the basketball. That twenty four assist number, right? When this team has over twenty assists and they're running up and down the floor, this is when they can be successful. Yeah, and they've got to force that tempo. And this is the kind of like like Jack said, this is the kind of team that Kentucky can do that against. This is not a team that's going to get physical with them. It's not a team that's going to try to bully ball them. We've seen Kentucky wilt under that pressure at times. This is a team that they were able to run up and down the floor with. It's a team that they don't have to worry about, you know, a, a huge bulking guy in the middle. This is the kind of matchup that Kentucky's going to need. I think the, the NCAA tournament is always a crapshoot. You rarely see the best team win the tournament because it is so dependent on matchups. It is so dependent on what kind of style of play you get to run in a game. And I think this team, more than any team Cal has ever had, is going to come down to success based on who they draw in the tournament. Because if you are able to get teams like in Alabama that are going to run up and down the floor with you, I'll take Kentucky every day of the week and twice on Sunday. But if you get a team that is going to make you defend for 30 seconds and is going to limit you to one trip or one shot per possession, Kentucky's going to have to find a way to win those games. But if you get them out in in up and down games like this, I'm not back. I'm not ever going to not back them after this because I thought Alabama was a team that could hurt them the way they shoot the ball, the way that they get up and down and transition, the way that they crash the offensive glass. They only got nine offensive rebounds in this game. And that wasn't because they weren't in position. Kentucky did a really good job of getting in solid rebounding position, but also fighting. They fought more in this game for loose balls and and 50-50 balls than they have in any game this year, and it wasn't even close. If you can do those things, Cal's talked about it repeatedly this season, if you can do those things and limit what the other team is able to do to you just from getting extra possessions, there aren't many teams in the country that are going to beat this team. And, and this is why I said a couple weeks ago I thought the ceiling, that I didn't want to see any less than a Final Four because, again, we have seen today what this team can do, and we should not expect or accept anything less than this. And we're very fortunate, you know, because obviously Cal had this team very rested 
because he did not have the press conference that long after LSU. Now, the other thing we're fortunate about is, like, I think he can probably take as long as he wants on this post-game press conference. He's at the podium right now. We're not going to bring it to you live. But, you but know, if we did? Maybe you want to. Yeah, and if we did, it would be delivered by the Office of Kentucky Highway Safety. Kentucky Office of Highway Safety. Whether you walk, pedal, or drive, let's share the road safely. Share the road, Kentucky. I have a feeling... The press conference tonight might be a little bit longer. It already is than the LSU. It's already oh, going to be insufferable. <laughs> he's going to be he's going to be the swaggiest cow we've ever seen. Oh, so yeah. Anyway, great, great. Let's hear from the callers though. Let's go to it. Who, who do we got first there, Zach? Uh, we, we got, got Steve, Steve on the line. Steve, welcome to the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show. What's on your mind? How you doing, gentlemen? Pretty freaking good. I mean, that was a lot of fun. I still can't believe they didn't get the 118 that like they get against Marshall. <laughs> come they, on, they Jordan were right Burks. there, man. Jordan Burks, come on, man. <laughs> All right, little fans, you want this guy? You want this guy? This is the guy you want, right? I'm this really hoping the they get beard. I hope they get beard. Who do you want now? Because I think beard's a disaster. Who's the Mississippi? I've heard. I've heard. I've heard next? Mick is the pick. Mick is the pick. <laughs> oh man, yeah. They don't. I don't think they want that guy anymore. <laughs> Any, anyway, you know, the truth is, look, we have amazing talent, and I'm not ready to settle for nothing less than Final Four this year. Because if Cal can't get the Final Four this year, he's never going to get the Final Four. He may not like me saying that. He doesn't know who I am. But if he did, I'd tell him. If he wants to call me, he can call me. Look, he's got perhaps the best talent you've ever had. Antonio Reeves, I'm just going to say it, he's my favorite Cal player of all time. And we've had some amazing players. There's just something special about this guy. You know, he was an Illinois State guy. He has made himself a basketball player. I really like Antonio Reeves. Hard of gold. Seems like a good guy. By the way, nobody talks about it. Have we got a jerk on this team? We got a bunch of really nice young men. We got some guys that I really, really like. Edwards, nice guy. Nice guy. Bunch of nice kids. Smiles on their faces. I'm glad to see them happy. We we got to keep moving. We got to keep moving the ball uh, in the half court. That was the difference for me tonight. If if we can keep moving the ball around in the half court and not settling for some guy driving the basket just because he catches the ball, you got to keep moving a little bit. And we did it tonight. And I'm just, you know, the potential's there. We all can see it. We all know what this team can do. Do I believe it's going to happen? I don't know. Are we going to play 12 seeds in the in the tournament, or are we going to play two seeds? If we play two seeds, we might win the tournament because we get up. We're the only game. team in America that's not hoping for upsets. Like, don't don't yeah, ups- yeah, we yeah. want no upsets. <laughs> hey, give me Duke. Give me yeah, Kansas right. again. Give me <laughs> Kansas again. Let's play Kansas. I hope Phil Powski. By the way, yeah. seriously. But you mentioned Duke. I really, after what happened against that Wake Forest game, I hope I hope that dude's okay, man. That's that that shouldn't happen. I'm not. I'm I'm a guy who likes the stork, you know, the the storming the court. But when you see something like that happen, it's just really really bad. So man, yeah, hopefully Filipowski's yeah. going to be okay. Have a good night, guys. Well, we're, we're getting. We're getting some reaction right there on the Facebook page. We're getting Aaron Powell saying, uh, who's a UofL fan, say, don't get too excited. And then he says, uh, he's, he puts some expletives in the next one, so I'm not going to put that on the screen. He says, Cal won't <laughs> even get you out of the first weekend. And Cal might not get us out of the first weekend. Aaron, I, I don't necessarily disagree with you. Again, I'm not going to overblow one performance and be like, you know, I'm not I'm not there with Jason or where it's Final Four bus. This has got to be consistency. 
I want to, you know, luckily, though, I think we're going to have a stretch here where again, Mississippi, it's a tough road game, right? Tennessee, uh, we still got to go to Tennessee. And those two games are going to tell us a little bit more about what this team's got. And, uh, you know, they'll take two, they'll take care of the two home games, hopefully, with Arkansas and Vanderbilt. If they don't, then we're in trouble. Uh, so, the, you know, going into the SEC tournament, can they – right now, like, I – I need them to get to Saturday and Sunday of the SEC tournament, right? I mean, we we haven't had that in a little bit, so let's just. Uh, I'm I'm pumping the brakes a little bit. I'm, let's I'm hope there this too, doesn't but. turn into the Tennessee game last year when they won by 22, but it didn't mean anything for them long term. And that was a good Tennessee team. Let's see them actually well, how about, build how, some momentum after this. The Mississippi State Zach, there was one year, game. Go ahead. There were there, there's the one year that Kansas won the national title and we beat them by 30. That's right. And, yeah. And Fog Allen. Yeah. So I that mean, was the St. Peter's team. We know. Yeah, exactly right. So this, uh, we've got to make sure that there's just some consistency there before we get too high up on the horse there. But it's it's not that I'm saying that they're going to go to the Final Four. What I'm saying is, is that when we see the talent they have and we see what they're capable of, that anything less than a Final Four with this group of talent is disappointing to me. And it's going to feel like... You. It's going to feel like an absolute letdown. I'm not saying that they will get there. I am not by any means saying that this team, based on this performance, is making the Final Four. I'm saying that that should be the absolute four. Once you get to the Final Four, and I've said this for ages, it is such a crapshoot, as we've we've seen in the past. I'm not going to ever say, well, it's title or bust, but you should get to the Final Four. You should be able to navigate that first weekend without a problem, especially with the team that he has. But it's I the don't first week want any excuses. <laughs> and then you get to the Sweet 16, and then you win those two games. And those are two games where you're probably going to face a team that is more apt to playing a up-tempo style of basketball. And with the guard play that you have, and we know, we, we have seen it all too many times with our team, with UConn's teams, whoever, guards win titles. And we have three different guards that can go out there on any given night and absolutely take over. And there have been years where we haven't had one, and it's ended up killing us. And, I, you know, I just know that I, this, if this team goes 3-1 and one the rest of the way and they don't get upset in the first round of the SEC tournament, I think they're probably a five seed. I think the two wins, the two solid wins against Alabama and Auburn probably put you in that five line. And as long as you don't get absolutely embarrassed against Tennessee – I think I think the way you beat Alabama could bump you up to a four, because this Man, wasn't a. This probably I get to Sunday. You probably I get to Sunday in the SC tournament. Probably, but the, I think what's most impressive about this game, it, this wasn't one of those where it's, you know, punch counter punch and then you pull away late. This was a game where you led by sixteen at halftime. You pull away and you're up by thirty at one point. And look, Alabama never stopped coming. This Kentucky team had to keep putting up points. Alabama scored 95 points. Like Zach said earlier, if you told me before the game Alabama scored 95, I think we lose, especially the way they shot the ball. There were still some – I'm not going to get upset about the defense because that's one of those games where you're running up and down the court. You're exhausted. You cannot put in full energy for 40 minutes. You could see towards the end some of the guys were just – they were dead. They were gassed, especially Big Z. But – they still gave up 95 points. But again, when you shoot the way that they did, there's not anybody that you're not going to beat. There's not a single team in the country that's beating Kentucky the way that they shot the basketball tonight. 
This was the no, highest over-under for a college basketball game since 2019. They smashed they it by 35 it. and a and half points. It. And it was over by seven, or with seven minutes, seven minutes to, go, to go, it was already over. Yeah. Uh, we're getting one guy uh, on the Facebook page, uh, Marcus, is saying uh, that Kentucky and Alabama both need to avoid teams who are playing physical. And, of course, Alabama has shown that in the past. Like, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Creighton. They lost to uh, They lost to they San lost Diego to State last year. So, uh, and well, and that I wanted to say that real quick because I know we were kind of bagging on NATO's just a little bit ago, but let's. The reality of it is, for him to basically have to replace nine dudes, including the SEC Player of the Year, and for them to be as good and play completely different than the way they did last year, it's pretty remarkable. And so, um, I because I, I, I just don't want to like, you know, I know we're making fun of it because it's the of the whole U of L thing. But his coaching job this year has been pretty remarkable from that point. Should we go ahead and get to um, grading? Uh, hold on. Alabama never stopped coming. So save that for save the mixtape. Save that for the mixtape, of course. There we go. <laughs> yeah, I knew as soon as I said it. <laughs> Justin's somewhere cackling. All right. Uh, go ahead. We got next Grady. Yeah, we got Grady, Grady on the there. line. Grady, welcome to the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife Post Game Show. What's on your mind, boss? Hey, guys. Um, obviously a great game all around. Uh, looking at the box score, the thing I like most is seeing Reed Shepard playing the most minutes. I think he should always play the most minutes. By far the most all-around player. Led the team tonight in rebounds, assists, and steals. Uh, one thing that worries me to be a little – probably the most concerning thing to me – of this team is the fact that he led the team in rebounds. I think that moving forward, we I don't know where we're going to get the rebounds from, but to make the Final Four, somebody's got a rebound. Somebody besides Reed Shepard. Thanks, guys. I would uh, I would just the only thing I would say that about that first off I mean, I noticed that too because like Reed really had five points until he hit that late three uh, and I'm and I was talking to my my son actually about just watch how he impacts the game and everything else he does and it's not like he's having a bad shooting now he shot fifty percent from the floor he's two for three from three point range but that dude can just impact the game. And whichever way the opponent's going to allow him to impact the game. If he needs to be a scorer, he'll be a scorer. If he needs to be uh, the guy who hands it off, the dishes it off, that's what it'll be. And uh, I can't, I can't disagree with what you said. He does need to be the guy who has the most minutes. Him and Reeves together, and that's exactly kind of what happened. Uh, Reed had 32 minutes. Reeves had 31 minutes. And when those two guys are on the floor together, you're feeling pretty good about it. Uh, I would, I would say about him being the leading rebounder tonight. I would. I would probably go with that. You know, you don't see Reed going down low and mixing it up too much. So that tells me that there was just a whole lot more probably of long rebounds than what we would normally see. There always is with Alabama, and that's part of the reason why they're one of the top 10 teams in the country in offensive rebound rate. They get almost 37% of their misses typically. When you take as many threes as they do, especially with them taking them early in the shot clock and a lot of times in transition, you're getting a lot of long rebounds. I mean, think about how many how many times our guys were fighting for 50-50 balls 20 feet from the rim. They weren't fighting for you know those balls underneath the basket. So you're going to get a lot more rebounds on the perimeter. I'm not worried at all about the rebounding performance today. Kentucky won the the rebounds that mattered. They won the battles that were, you know, 50-50. How many of those, like I said, you go back and look at the Justin Edwards rebound. Um, you go back and look at Big Z cleaning up his own misses and getting putbacks. 
I'm not the least bit concerned about how they rebound today. In fact, I think their energy and their effort on the rebounding end was was the best that they've shown all year. It goes back to what they were doing defensively. They just they had energy. And I'm curious your thoughts. My concern going into the you know this last stretch of the season and going into the tournament is that this team seems to be one of those that has absolutely no trouble getting up for the big games. It's when it's a game where they're expected to easily win that they just kind of try to sleepwalk through it, especially coming out of the gates really slow and, and really lethargic. Yeah, I mean, I think that's exactly what we've seen. I mean, that's that's why I said we're the only team in America that doesn't want, doesn't want an upset in the NCAA tournament. We want to play those big games. Uh, and the, the first-round game probably scares us more than the second-round game. So, uh, yeah, I, I, and that that's a maturity thing, right? This team's got to figure that out, and hopefully they will, and we could have a big, long run, and – you know, we'll see again if Justin Edwards gives us that kind of rebounding effort, and Justin Edwards becomes a reliable score. We're not twenty-eight points. We're not going to see that, right? But where we see fifteen, twelve, um, that that changes the dynamic because unlike Reed Shepard, that guy should be rebounding, right? He's six eight, whatever else. And if we can get the ball out and on an outlet pass to Reed and let Reed is so good at, at running the break. Um, it just it's a game changer for us. We're getting uh, Benjamin Hess on the Facebook page says Big Rig. Uh, Big Rig's not on the show. Uh, this is, he's, he really <laughs> hasn't been except for one game this entire year. Uh, Reed Shepard is the best freshman on the team. You're not going to get that same shooting night from Justin Edwards had today. Maybe, maybe not. Again, we, what we I think in the last six games he's had double digits though, if I'm not mistaken uh, on that one. Multiple he had 17 games, yeah. uh, against Vanderbilt, right? Um, I wonder if Cal will have a short press conference today. Yeah, we already kind of uh, talked about that one. Uh, he just got done, actually, so he went way longer than he did against LSU. Uh, definitely longer than 15 seconds. Our coach can go longer What's than 15 that? seconds. Um, yeah, man, great great game, great performance. One that gives you hope. Now just don't step on our hope. That's what, I'm, you know, that's what we don't want to have happen. So, um, What do you got on the text on there, Ants? Anything? Oh, I thought you had the text line pulled. Oh, you were no. I was reading, reading fa- Facebook comments and YouTube uh, comments. Well, let's let's. We've got a uh, caller on the line. Let's get to him, and then we'll get to the UPS jobs text line. Okay, who we got? We got Gary on the line. Gary, welcome. Oh, to the my man, Fisher Gary. Wildlife post game. I know you've got some thoughts, so let's hear him, Gary. I'll tell you guys. Uh, number one, that was one of the most impressive offensive performances I've ever seen in my life. I can tell you, team. But I'll tell you what even impressed me just as much. Uh, yeah, Kentucky gave up a bunch of easy baskets there late in the game, but I'll tell you what they did do. They flat out run Alabama off the three-point line, and that was a big, big, big uh, reason they was able to win the game so big. So big. Uh, I think Alabama only, what, shot 17 threes? Is that right? Hello? Hello? Yeah, well, what was that question again? Uh, I, I said one of the biggest things that Kentucky did was run Alabama off that three-point line. Yeah, they shot 17, six for 17 from three. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, it's like you guys said, though. You look at this team, and they played well against North Carolina and some of the good teams they played against. But it's consistency, and, and, and if they can put games together like, you know, back-to-back, that's where that's where it's at, especially when you get in the NCAA in the postseason. So, uh but yeah, it was a it was a it was a good win, and uh, uh, I, I, I'm I'm t- if they 
just put it together and keep it together. Then we'll see what happens. But anyway, thanks for letting me on, guys. Uh, we're working on getting these guys. I don't hear them right now, but we'll work on getting them back here on the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife post game show uh, here on ESPN 680-1057. We, we can just delve more into the stats real quick. I mean, six for 17 from three Alabama shot. Uh, Kentucky 13 for 24 from the three-point line. Uh, overall for the game, just a dominant performance from the Cats. Uh, Alabama out-rebound them 29-25. And, but the big number, I think, in this game, 24 to 14 assists for Kentucky and the turnovers, 16 for uh, Alabama, 10 for the Cats. I mean, I, I think the big takeaway you have out of this game, if you're a Kentucky fan, is, look, they could play with anybody in America on any given day. This is a, a game that proves that. When you shoot the way that they did today, 50, or 54% from three, 63% from the, free, from the field goal. Hold on. This is odd. Okay, so I guess I got to go reconnect it. We'll be back in just a moment. Taking care of your family isn't always easy, so we make sure getting care when you need it is. With Baptist Health Urgent and Virtual Care, we bring you more options and greater convenience, too. With video visits available 24-7 and online check-in through MyChart for in-person visits. To check in online or to set up a video visit, go to baptisthealth.com slash care anywhere. When it's time to replace your heating and air system, we know people want options. That's why you'll always get a free second opinion with BJ Heating and Cooling. Plus, for a limited time, get 0% financing for 60 months on a new Bryant system. Call the experts you can trust at BJ Heating and Cooling. You are listening to the Kentucky Fish and Wildlife UK Basketball Post Game Show on ESPN 680 and 1057. Now, here are your hosts, Mike Gandolfo, Jason Entz, and Zach Cantrell. All right, guys. Sorry about that little technical difficulty there. Uh, you know, we didn't even think we were going to be on I the think, radio tonight. Mike, the things you said about Trump, I swear, man, I'd never heard those before in my life. That was <laughs> that was shocking. <laughs> Listen, I don't like either one of these dudes. I don't like. I don't have a choice. I don't have a dog in this race, as far as I'm concerned. So, yeah. And then, the, and then the alien conspiracy comments. I mean, whew, yeah. I hope listen, those didn't go the out. Lizard the people? Air, Are you talking about that? The Illuminati <laughs> lizard people? The, yeah. You know, was uh? Do you ever listen to Dan Cummins? Do you know who that guy is? The time suck guy. I do not. Yeah, you'd you'd enjoy that. Well, welcome back to the UK basketball yeah. post game show. I am Jason. Itz. That's uh, Big Mike Gandolfo. Um, we apologize there. We were we were having a good discussion, and all of a sudden realized we were talking to ourselves as Zach uh, Texas had said we were we had lost connection. So, um, if you want to join in the conversation and give us a call five zero two two six seven nine six eighty UPS Jobs text line four three seven nine six eighty. I believe we have Joe on the line. Joe is here. All right, Joe. Yes, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I was so happy to see uh, we could make an outside shot with Edwards in the arrow. That was uh, that was a godsend when those those start falling. Now, now that opens up that middle even more for Wagner and uh, Billingham and, and Jeff. Uh, I mean, our Shepherd to get to that basket, and that will help. Maybe I do that all uh, the time. Get, yeah, get a lot more foul shots. Now, don't ask me sometime what we do on defense, but we held them to ninety-five. 
and they didn't get a hundred. So I guess it was a pretty good defensive, you know, performance by the Cavs. So uh, I can't explain LSU's game, uh, and I'm not even going to try. How a Hall of Fame coach cannot find a way to beat LSU, but he found a way to beat a pretty good Alabama game, our team today. So hopefully, hopefully we're back. Thanks a lot. I mean, you're right, Joe, because this Alabama team, if you would have asked me, I, I would say that this Alabama team could be a Final Four team. So, uh, you know, this the LSU game, let's not forget we were up by 15. You know, we should have won that game. You, yeah, you just completely pee down your leg, and guys yeah. just completely stop playing. And that, that goes back to, again, what what I, what I liked seeing tonight because they could have eaten my, my concern. And, and I was texting with Strebel, you know, Strebel had the exact question I had of, will they fold? You know, will they will they get out to the twenty point lead and then Alabama punches them in the mouth and they fall apart? And you pointed out, you know, they they let them cut that lead down to fourteen um, there in the early in the second half. And rather than you know kind of playing tight or or playing nervous, they they turned to Reeves. He got basket and they went right back to doing what they what they had been doing. And that is progress. That's what you want to see from this team because you can, when you get into March, teams aren't going to quit. You know, if a team gets down 20 points, they're not going to give up because they know that it's their last game. They're going to give everything they have. And you have to be able to keep your foot on the gas and you have to be able to step on your opponent's neck when you have them down. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I, I don't even know what else there is to say about this thing, man. This is, it was, that I mean, was, it was fun. A story performance. <laughs> I, I did, but it goes it back to so just fun. how much fun this team can be, and how much fun we were having with this team before conference play, right? And I, I'm just so glad that they were able to do that and show that it was still in them, that they still had that right there where they could go to it, and that they could bring it back. And you know, we know that this team is fun when they're passing the ball. There's a ton of assists. They're getting up and down the floor. I mean, they only had 18 fast break points, but that didn't mean that the tempo wasn't leading to them, you know, feeling like it was more because you might have some fast break points that don't show up in the stat line where, you know, maybe the the initial break breaks down, you run a secondary break and it leads to an early bucket, you know, whatever else. So 1.5 points per possession, 67% uh, on the scoring percentage, uh, incredible performance tonight by the Cats. Yeah, and and just not missing layups, and and not just not missing layups, being aggressive, going to the rim, finishing right. over people. I mean, the like I said, I mentioned earlier the the rebound that Justin had, and then they go down and they get the alley oop to Big Z. They showed the replay, and you could see Justin imitating dunking on someone's head. You know, as they're coming back down the floor, because that's what they were doing. They were dunking over people, and and again, we gotta we gotta preface it with. This Alabama team is not a team that's big and physical. They're not a team that's going to give Kentucky problems on the interior. But Kentucky's played teams like that before this season where they had a size and strength advantage, and they didn't utilize it. This game, that Big Z had the, had the one play where he gets the ball inside, has three guys around him, works his way up to where he can get the shot, immediately goes back up, grabs his rebound, and dunks it home. I mean that's not a play that that Kentucky makes earlier in the season. They go up, they make a you know a, a passive attempt to put it in, and they don't follow up. This team tonight was being aggressive. They look. We haven't even discussed the fact, and and it shows how much this game was about 
play style versus stats. We haven't even discussed the fact that Kentucky took 26 free throws tonight. Right. That is not something they typically do. But that was the Reeves getting to the line multiple times. How many and ones did they have tonight? A ton. And that was where, like, where I thought the difference was early on the game was in this, you know, they got Sears in foul trouble. They got the big guy in foul trouble because they were attacking the basket strong. And we had not seen them draw fouls like that. I don't think really this year. And they only attempted 24 threes. You know, a game at this pace, the way that this game's played and the way that they've, they've had games this year where they've shot 30 threes. You know, if you told me before the game that they that Kentucky scored 117, I would have assumed they attempted almost 43 pointers. Yeah, you're not. And you're they not only they only attempt 24, and they score 117 points. That is being aggressive. That is finishing through contact. That is not settling for long range shots just because they're there. How many times did this team up fake and put the ball on the on the floor? They attacked, and it led. Like you said earlier, it led to so many of the open threes, kickout threes that we saw earlier in the season when this team was able to get out, let the offense flow, and have the floor spread. And I think that's I think Cal deserves credit for giving Big Z more minutes because his ability to shoot the ball from the outside did spread the floor. This was one of the more open less congested games that we've seen without Trey out there on the floor. And, and that's something we haven't even talked about. Uh, Kyle Tucker was reporting before the game that during warmups, he was barely moving his left arm. And I'm, I'm not counting on him, the rest of the year. His, he would keep his arm very close to his body and was moving as little as possible. I think that injury is a lot worse than anybody yeah. realized. I agree. I, I would not count on seeing him the rest of the year, honestly. like I think that that's probably the reality of it. Um, and if they can find out, find the right mix of guys, and they, you know, I think that's why tonight was so important to show that they could play with that, with this smaller lineup. But again, if you're going to play with a smaller lineup, you better get out and run. And if we're going to play against those teams that want to, uh, you know, have the 30 second possession and whatever else, you're going to have to extend the defense. You're going to, the other thing, because you know, I'm critical about this too. Kentucky did a great job of really minimizing early on, especially in the first half. I think uh, they were, well, they were four for eight, but really kind of minimized uh, the effectiveness of of Alabama's three-point game. You know, yes, they were 50%, but they weren't seven for 14. They were four for eight. And they did extend a little bit and make those a little bit uncomfortable. Of course, they still gave up some open looks. Okay, so it wasn't perfect. But at least the show that they were trying to take away something. And they were fighting over screens, which is something we haven't seen all year from them. Right. There was less switching in this game than I've seen all year. Have we talked about their best lineup yet? We've talked about Rob, Reed, Reeves, Edwards, and Big Z. Maybe that should be a lineup that gets used more going forward because it went from 68 I don't don't think you can rely on that lineup against teams that are more physical. That's fair. I don't think Big Z can handle I think that's where you're going to have to have Ugano out there. I think it's still in Yenzo. And by the way, and I still Mm -hmm. listen, we hear all the complaints about start start Rob, and especially after the, the LSU game and stuff like that. Like, I'm just telling you right now. I, I think if Rob starts, he fouls. He fouls out like in, you know, what like 14 minutes because I, I think him coming off the bench is perfect for him. And um, and again, just to have that change of speed and whatever else. But let's let's keep that where it is. Let's keep Reed. If they had to start one of them, I still would start Reed right now. And as long as Reed is playing the most minutes, 
Reeves is right there. Rob should be up there as far as the amount of minutes. So I do think those three for sure, Zach. Uh, I still think Onyenzo is still your best bet uh, down in the, in the post. Um, and then, you know, if it's, if Justin Edwards can show that he can have that kind of performance, you can, you can play with that small lineup, then let's do it. And if not, then we got to go Thierro and you'll get whatever offense you get out of him, but you're going to get at least the energy and the defense that you're going to get out of Thierro. So that's the, those are the six guys that if they're, if they're going to make a run, it's going to be those six guys. Did we lose each other again? Nope. Okay. I was just letting you go. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Hold on. Let have, him go. There's, there's nothing else. There's nothing I can add to that. I mean, we've we we know what this team is good at. And look, the fact that we have the ability to mix and match depending on the opponent, I think, says a whole lot about this team and how much depth we have. And that's a really good problem to have at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, let's talk real quick. Uh, let's go to the UPS Jobs uh, Top 25 scoreboard since we don't have a text line up. Unless, Zach, Zach, can you read any text? Yeah, I can read some text. 437-9680 is the UPS Jobs text line. Uh, let's get into it here. Uh, texter playing up to competition. I think that's kind of been a common theme for this team throughout the year. Lose, they beat North Carolina, yeah, the last lose one to Wilmington. Yeah. Uh, yep. Somebody said solar flare. That's what happened with the, the communication. <laughs> uh, texter, Alabama, six and seven on the road. They won't play the tournament in Tuscaloosa. I mean, you could say that about a whole lot of teams in college basketball this year. Uh, texter thinking we're going to shoot 64% and 53% from three. Every game is a facade. I don't think anybody's thinking that's going to happen. That's why we've talked about this being a historical but, shooting performance. But they have actually done that multiple times this year. They've had these kind of shooting performances Maybe not to this extent. Have they all been at Rupp? What did no. they shoot against Vanderbilt? A lot, we've had a couple on the neutral. We, like, what did we do against North Carolina? You know, I mean, I think they've had some games on the on neutral floors that they have played this way. So this this team has got is you know they're capable of shooting fifty percent from three, even with volume, and they're they're capable of shooting sixty percent from the floor. They're not going to do it every game, but we will do it multiple times. Yeah, they've scored 100 points in five different games this year. I mean, it's, so it's not nothing out of the ordinary. Um, let's see. Against Vanderbilt, they, I'm pretty sure they were pretty close to those numbers throughout the entirety of the game as well. But, of course, Vanderbilt is the worst team in the SEC. So, uh, yeah, Kentucky in that game shot 55% from the, the field, 57% from three, and 12 for 12 at the free throw line. So their numbers are actually better today, except for the free throws. All right, All right. let's do top 25 scoreboard. And we already did player of the game, obviously. We did Justin play of the Edwards. game, yeah. Uh, we got going a final already. We have a big one. Houston and Baylor playing today. Houston goes on the road, upsets Baylor. Or doesn't upset Baylor. It's probably They're probably favored. But, you know, that's been the knock on Houston. Could they get a big win against a big opponent like that? They got 82-76 today on the road. That's a big, big win. Uh, Florida, 24th-ranked Florida Gators, who should have beat Alabama, uh, won today against Vanderbilt, 77-64. By the way, Brad Calipari on the Vanderbilt staff. I don't know why I just now noticed that. Uh 91 to 75, Arizona knocks off Washington, the fourth ranked uh, Arizona Wildcats. Iowa State goes uh, or host West Virginia, wins 71 to 64. Uh, Duke is upset. I know that. Uh, I know that just crushes everyone. That everyone's just. Are you going to be okay, Jason? Knowing that Duke lost today. I, I I don't know how how I'll move on. I know it's it's going to be tough. It'll be okay. You know. Cry and Shire. 
uh, loses 83 to 79. And again, the unfortunate incident with the court storming afterwards, it was not a Caitlin Clark flop. Uh, no, but you know what? If you watch the replay, he tried to trip a fan. Did he? Yeah. He that's stuck his okay. leg out and tried to trip a fan, and that's what caused his injury. So, look, the the, the pearl clutchers can, can whine and cry all they want, but the fact of the matter is he initiated the contact, and when you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh What's, Mark what's the phrase? What's the phrase? F around and find out. Yeah, well, yes, he yeah. found out. <laughs> Filipowski around and found out. Exactly. Uh, there you go. Kansas State upsets uh, the Mark Pope's BYU, who's had a stretch, a little tough stretch lately. Eighty four seventy four. Kansas State gets that one. Um, Illinois holds off Iowa eight ninety five to eighty five. The twentieth ranked South Carolina uh, Gamecocks. Take down Ole Miss in Ole Miss seventy two fifty nine. Ole Miss has that great start and will miss the tournament. Um, do you think they're going to make the tournament? It depends on what they do in the SEC tournament. I mean, they've got to be over five hundred conference play though, right? They're six and eight right now in conference play. But they've uh, it, it's it's we've seen teams with with negative conference records get in but if they can if they can win some games down the stretch and have a good run in the tournament they've got enough good wins on their resume that i think they can still get in and what was the anti kentucky alabama game uh, north carolina beats virginia 54 to 44 so literally alabama who lost by 20 something points to kentucky scored more points almost more points i'm sorry just th- uh, 3 points less uh, then North Carolina, Virginia, did 54 to 44. There you go. Uh, UCF with another upset win on the uh, hosting Texas Tech. Uh, they win 75 to 61. And then uh, do you have these up too? So you want to do the ones that are in, in I progress? I have them up. Nope. Okay, I'll, then I'll, I'll finish <laughs> it up. They're uh, brought to you by the What to Watch. Brought to you by Cox's Liquors. Cox's Evergreen Liquors, your go-to liquor store. This is what's in progress right now. Kansas and Texas are going at it. Kansas is up 47 to 31. Auburn is taking care of Georgia right now, 53 to 43. Uh, and then later tonight, we're going to get a matchup with Villanova going to UConn. Texas A&M uh, going to Tennessee. Washington State uh, going to Arizona State. Colorado State going to UNLV. So we got a lot of top 25 teams going on the road. Chances are we're going to see one of them fall, right? Uh, San Diego, uh, it will go to number 18, St. Mary's. San Diego State will go on the road. The number 19, San Diego State, will go on the road and play Fresno State. So we'll have to see what, who survives road conference games uh, as far as that goes. And then tomorrow, we're going to get a matchup where number 15, Creighton, goes to play Rick Patino in St. John's. Number three, Purdue, goes on the road to play Michigan. And Xavier will go to play number seven, Marquette. So that's what you got to look forward to the rest of the weekend. All right, Zach, are you still there? I mean, I really don't even know if we're on the I sure am. Yeah, we're, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We've been on for a little bit. We're we don't good. know how much of the show is on the air. Uh, enough. <laughs> you know. And if you missed and if you missed the show, you can catch the podcast later or you can tune in tomorrow and part of it will be played during the Sunday morning hangover. Well, Since our go. guy Phil Baker is uh taking care of his brand new baby girl, Chloe. Congratulations by the way, Phil. You know, and, and thank you, Phil, because I had to I had to reach out to Phil to get some help 
uh, today, and I, I hated bothering him knowing what he's got going on, but uh, Phil was a good help there. And, and uh, now we go on to the next one, 27th at Mississippi State and what I think is another trap game. Uh, Tulu Smith is no joke, and uh, that's a big, big body, and they're going to be physical with that. So uh, I think a huge road game for Kentucky to get this big win and then respond and show that it's not a fluke. <laughs> that's that's really what we need to see. We've gotta have, we need to have a little win streak right here, right? So uh, I, I really would like to go – the next, uh, what, three going into Tennessee, have a four-game winning streak to go into Tennessee, and then let's see what happens. Um, what say you there, Jason? Ince? Yeah, we've got to close out the season strong. I mean, you cannot follow up a performance like this and go out and lay another egg. And I think I think they will learn. Hopefully they will learn from that LSU performance. Um, we we kind of saw a similar thing with the old Miss game, you know, where, they, where we were worried about will they come out and be lethargic and slow and kind of waste that opportunity. I don't think we'll see that again. I think they they will learn from what happened with LSU. Again, we got to remember they were up by 15. You just you got to continue to find ways to stay aggressive and they did that today. So that is that is a really good sign to see. This team has shown that they can win games, you know, on the road. They've shown they can win games where the other team has strengths to take care of their weaknesses. You still have an outside, very slim chance to win the conference. It's probably not going to happen. But you keep going for a two or three seed in the SEC tournament. Get yourself in as favorable a position as possible to make a deep run in the tournament. And who knows what happens there. If you're able to win the SEC tournament, now you're looking at possibly a four or three seed in the NCAA tournament. So let things fall where they will where they may you've just got to continue to go out and show the energy if they show the energy that they show defensively today there's not anybody that they can't beat i and 100 i think the thing that concerns me is mississippi state is the one team that we have left on the schedule it's at home it's at mississippi state they need that win they're the one team that their tournament future is not clearly defined we know that vanderbilt and arkansas are not making the tournament we know that tennessee is making the tournament Mississippi State's fighting for a spot. And they got some older guys. They got some height. They got size. They got their physical. That's not an easy place to travel to. That's probably the biggest concern that I just have as far as like this being a trap game. Now, the nice thing is that we're not going to be playing at 9 o'clock at night. So, again, the, the team will be rested and ready to go. And, uh, it's a, it's a we're not good, having an early 9 o'clock tip-off? We're not having an early – maybe 7 o'clock is an early game. I'm not sure. 7 o'clock on Tuesday, which means that we'll be on the radio. Are we going to be in studio together? That's the question. We'll have to see. Okay. All right. We'll wait and see. Wait and see if we're going to be uh, going to the studio or not. Uh, so Tuesday night, tune in, 9 o'clock. We'll be there. We'll be ready to go. Thanks for listening, and go Cats.